You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, on this episode, we are joined by one of Halifax's favorite sons, uh, a, guy that, a guy that we really miss, actually. Uh, he was like one of our standout players from season one here in Halifax, and now he's a trader and moved to Calgary. So uh, welcome to the show, uh, Elliot <laughs> Simmons. Welcome to the show, boy. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're I'm really excited to have you on the show. It's, a, it's, it's an interview I've wanted to have for a while, and it's just... You know, uh, I'm glad you agreed to it. So um, the first question I have for you um, is, why is Tommy Wielden Jr. a better manager than Stephen Hart? I'm joking. No, uh, so so um, no, like we usually when we're starting off, we just try and do um, a couple of kind of easier questions to see if we get you into the flow of things. So what's your uh, favorite English food? Ooh, favorite English food, I'd probably have to go with uh, the basic fish and chips. I definitely love that one. Basic, that. but <laughs> do, you get, do you get anything decent in Calgary that way? Yeah, there's actually some some good shops out here, and Halifax as well. They had some, I mean, probably the freshest uh, fish and chips you could possibly get. Um, yeah, <laughs> right it's, out. It's right out a, the ocean. Yeah, it's pretty nice here too. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, what team did you support as a kid? And do, was, um, and you probably still do. Yeah, still an Arsenal fan, so it's uh, it's been a rough start to the season. Um, every year, you just got to stick with them, even though yeah, times get tough. But I think this year maybe a, a rough start, but I think we can uh, eventually start playing you know good football and picking up results. Well, the, the fact that you bought like uh, Aaron Ramsdale, who's been relegated with every club he's played for. Uh, isn't voting well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's starting to show it's rubbing off here. This <laughs> but uh, like, so I, I'm a Tottenham supporter, so it's like, like I've, I've said this like so many times in this bloody show. It's like the, the amount of Arsenal, like I didn't think there was that many Arsenal fans around. And every time I ask a player, like, and I feel like half them probably don't even support Arsenal. They're just doing it to <laughs> wind me up. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so um, who's the best and worst dresser in Calgary? That's a tough one, you know. Um, I think there's a there's a lot of different styles, um, and it's been it's been quite tough as well because um, you know living in the bubble, it was only like seeing everyone in a in tracks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think still yet to have like yeah, sort of a team team sort of outgoing and yeah, I get to see everyone's true colours. But um, it's tough enough. I'd probably say Anthony Novak. Yeah, I like his fashion. He's very um, you know, out there. Puts you know whatever whatever he feels like, which I, I really like. He's, um, yeah, good dress. Yeah. So, and who was the yeah. worst? You have to say who's the worst now too. Yeah. Worst. Probably best not to say Tommy, man. He'll probably, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be dropped for the rest of the season. <laughs> worst. I think, I think I need a few more weeks. Yeah. Okay. Worst. Yeah. I, I'll follow up with you and I'll post it yeah. on there. Who you think? And then you can, <laughs> you can actually send me a picture of them. Like in whatever yeah, I'll send you a picture. potato yeah. sack they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you just had a last game out like uh, uh we were talking this beforehand you're on a bit of a a, a break um well deserved break uh, you just had a big win against pacific away from home so um what do you think was the key to the victory there because obviously they'd beaten his previously 2-0 at their yeah. place so what did you just change um i think a big one as well was just taking our chances sort of you know nice and early um i think we have a very um big sort of 
togetherness uh, ethos. Like, you know, I don't think even since I've been here last year, every time we've gone, um, you know, one nil, two nil up, we've never sort of, you know, blown a league or ended up um, tying the game. But I think then probably at the end of it, it just comes to being a bit more clinical as well and killing games off. You know, if we put three and four past them, probably takes a lot of pressure off our shoulders. You know, especially in the second half, it was almost like a two, a game of two halves. But I think, yeah, just as a team, you know, we're really finding our rhythm now and it's starting to show in our results. Nice. Um, I guess like the addition of like Joe Mason has probably helped too. Like I had him on the show here and I talked to Tommy about him too, but it's great that people are actually getting to see the quality he has now because he's able to settle in. Like yeah. those two goals were like the, his like his awareness to like find the, the space where the ball was going to yeah. go ahead of the defender. So what's it like for you as a midfielder sitting back behind someone like that? Like how does it make your job easier having somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot easier. You know, I think for the, the two goals were a great example of like his movement off the ball where how he sort of started off and, you know, drifted in in front of the defenders. And yeah, you can tell like obviously from the pedigree he has, it's, you know, he's, he's bringing a lot of stuff like the movement passes, you know, he's just such an intelligent player. So yeah, definitely learning a lot and makes my job a lot easier to find him with passes. <laughs> so you see, like, like when you get somebody like that, um, like with that much experience and the career he's had so far, um, there's usually two ways that people are like that. They're either like, like they're on the training pitch trying to drive you and tell you where they want yeah. the ball and stuff like that. And then there's the guys who just, do it and you just learn from osmosis of being around them. What type of player is Joe like in training? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good leader, but, you know, he does his talking on the pitch. He's, um, you know, such a, you know, a great addition to the team this year. And it's shown in, um, shown in our games, like the half chances, he's, he's burying them. And that is such a, you know, a great person as well. You know, someone you can, you know, easily mix with and yeah, learn a lot from day to day. So, like, you know, uh, you, you guys both have a, a MK Dons connection. So, uh, did, did you just get to uh, have a chat about, about uh, the, the club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, obviously, it's probably changed quite um, a fair bit from when I was there as a, you know, coming through the youth. But, yeah, we still have a few, like, I guess, mutual friends. It's, it's a small circle in Milton Keynes. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we both agreed on it. It's maybe not the best area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I know um, the Rugby World Cup was in uh, England a few years ago and a friend of mine uh, went to, uh, to, I think Canada were actually playing in Milton Keynes and he went to the, the stadium and he said the stadium is phenomenal. Yeah. But then you walk yeah. outside and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's just like if you compare it to Calgary where you have yeah, mountains and you, know, you can go golfing in the mountains, go and canoeing and like the city life as well. It's almost like a big city, but you have everything else uh, with it compared to maybe back in England and Milton Keynes, it's, yeah, it's a big contrast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, um, like, you've, uh, as you alluded there, like, obviously, you're, you're in Calgary, and um, this is your second season, but you didn't really have a chance, you didn't have a chance to play in front of the crowd there, like, last year. So, yeah. what was that first game like for you back, uh, being able to get out there and, and play for the crowd there? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, probably long overdue <laughs> with the, the year of COVID, but. No, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, the atmosphere was, you know, fantastic. Uh, there was a real good, like, buzz around the place, you know, when they scored the goal, was the flares go off. It's, um, it's a very loud stadium as well. And, yeah, it was actually nice to play in, in front of the fans. And, you know, because I think the last time I played on that pitch was with Halifax away. So, uh, 
yeah, it's nice to actually feel the home support rather than uh, <laughs> getting shouted at. <laughs> so they've obviously done a lot of work to the stadium. They're like they've they've uh, upgraded the the pitch and, and stuff like that. Like, so what's it like to to play on the the, the, the turf there? Oh yeah, ma- massive improvement now. Like with the the floodlights, but the pitch is, is such a game changer for the you know the philosophy and the, the style we want to play. You know, the balls you know move so smoothly. It's very slick surface and. I think teams will find it difficult now coming to Calgary, um, you know, from gone playing on like a bobbly turf to, you know, a quick pitch where the ball moves um, so differently. And I think you can kind of see it in the games we've played. You know, maybe a lot of sort of teams are making mistakes around the back. And maybe their touch is a bit off. So it's, um, yeah, it's been fantastic having the, the new pitch here. And it definitely um, sort of brings a new, a new sort of side to our performance. So, I mean, like, like you've, um, as you mentioned there, as we mentioned, you've got nine days off, but you played like a hell of a lot of games very close together between the bubble and when you left and, and, and stuff like that. Like, so, yeah. like, with the, with the travel now included on top of that, like, so how is your, how is your body adjusting to all that? And, like, what sort of exercises can you guys do? Because to make sure that, like, when you come off a plane and you're going straight to a, a game, like, that you're not picking up those kind of yeah. muscle injuries that you, that's easy to pick up to, um, from that kind of travel. Yeah, I think it's um it's almost like finding the balance of, you know, days where you can push a bit harder, but when you're sort of playing, you know, three days apart, so it's very hard to get a good training session out of it because, you know, your next day is kind of recovery and then the day after that it's like match prep again. And then game day after that you're playing. So it's yeah, I think it's almost like just managing it. And I think what we've done here, you know, we have such um great squad depth. You know, we've rotated a lot and we went for a rough spell with quite a lot of injuries, but now we're sort of you know, we've we've picked up great results through that. So it just goes to show, you know, sort of the the quality we have in the squad. And now we're getting players back into a you know a very important bit of our season where we're where I think we're away for like it's maybe seven, eight games in the month. So it's yeah, it's a good to be. We need sort of everyone, everyone on board, ready to go. It must be like a shock to your system though, when you go from an off season that was like what, ten months, nine, ten yeah, months yeah. to like suddenly down like just being tossed into uh, like a, a lot of games like that and like ridiculously hot temperatures. Like, so like, I don't even know how I'd be able to cope with that. Like, so how did you cope <laughs> with it yourself? Like just, you know, obviously you're not going to play the 90 minutes for every game, but I mean, it's mentally yeah. tough too. Right. So how do you cope with that kind of side of the game? Yeah. I think it's just being, um, you know, when you are around, you know, football, when it is the time and the right time to be, you have to be sort of very focused and switched on. But I think, sort of a big part of it as well is when you do get maybe the day off just to, you know, take your mind away from it mentally, just because it is so like compact and dense the season where, you know, maybe just the extra day of, you know, refreshing yourself, pressing the reset button because we are humans at the end of the day. So it's, it's, it's almost like just, you know, get yourself back to, um, to the start and then you go again. Cause otherwise, especially if you get negative results, it's very easy to get, you know, sort of wound up over them and get very stressed out. And I think it shows in, you know, a lot of performances. So, like you're you're playing a lot of the same teams uh, a lot too. I mean, like yeah. the, all the West teams are playing each other. Like, I mean, you've got another El Clasico on, on Sunday. So, like, yeah. how how are you making sure that you don't get complacent? Like, how's Tommy like making sure you guys are like focused for each game individually rather than just like, oh, we've beaten Edmonton twice now. Like, yeah. this should be an easy game. Like, how's he making sure that that's not uh, the complacency um, isn't setting in? I think with the type of manager, even coming here first year, it's a very sort of you know, clear identity of who we are, you know, everything, you know, you're going in with a winning mentality, even in training, you know, every exercise, every drill we do, it's, you know, who's going to be the winner of this one. So, uh, 
yeah, I don't think we have that complacency where we think, you know, these are the stats against Edmonton. We just go into it as, you know, we see it as an opportunity to take three points and go top of the table and, you know, you know, try and secure our place early as we can in that top four and then prepare, you know, onwards. So who, who do you think is going to be uh, like your, your, like the team to beat this year? Like obviously Pacific are right up there with you guys and like Forge seem to be struggling in front of goal. Like they're, they're picking yeah. up results when they need to, but they're kind of still struggling in front of goal. So do you think Pacific are going to be the team that's going to be the, the one to beat? Um, I, th- I think it's quite tough to say. We actually had this chat with, um, you know, just the boys around training the other day, but we feel like it's a league where if you are complacent, you know, on, on any day, I think the results show it. Anyone can beat anyone. You can go from winning, you know, five, six games like Valor did to then, I think, going on like a four-game losing streaks. And then, you know, they bounce back and maybe they go on a good run again. So I think it's almost very, like, as much as everyone looks at other teams, I think the big one is just to keep focusing on your games and, you know, don't almost don't change your your sort of tactics and, and the way we play because if it's getting success, you have to almost just keep going and picking up points. So... um so like just to kind of take it back a little bit um obviously you're playing in europe and there's a lot of um players in canada that want to play in europe so you've kind of gone yeah. the opposite way what, what was yes. it about the canadian premier league and what what was about that made you like kind of do the switch back back over here um uh, it probably started uh i've always even when i was back in england and sort of in europe i was always keeping an eye on sort of what was going on in canada because i think you know, for anyone there, everyone, anyone who comes here, they always say it's such a fantastic place to live. and You get a very different experience where, you know, everyone speaks English as the main language. So for me, that was a big one, having spent, um, you know, my time in Sweden. And and as well, at the time, um, not to speak too much in depth with it, but like my team was going through a lot of sort of problems off the pitch financially and kind of like with the ownership group. So for me, it just made a lot of sense just to, to get out before... Um, you know, things kind of <laughs> hit the fan there. So it's, yeah, <laughs> to be honest, it was a real mess. But no, yeah, for me, it was like a perfect opportunity to come to Halifax with just everything sort of, you know, the four-hour time difference. I really like the grass pitch, you know, speaking with the coach. And yeah, it was. A, it seemed at the time it was the perfect fit. And it was That's, exciting. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Like, I mean, like, it's not often you get to start a, a new league and stuff like that. But like, what was it about, like, the... Like, did you have other offers in the, the CPL, or was it always, or was it always a Halifax? And what did they kind of say to you to get you to to make the jump? Um, yeah, there was um, a few other teams at, at the beginning to um, to sort of decide between, but I, a lot of it was, um, you know, I think being only, I think was it three grass pitches first year, York, Halifax, Calvary. Yeah, did York have uh, grass pitches at the first season? I thought they yeah, were they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, probably um, the Halifax, the city itself, um, realizing that there wasn't much competition in the sense of like professional teams. You didn't have like a baseball team, a hockey team. So you're like, I remember seeing videos on YouTube of um, where they played the exhibition match. And uh, I mean, the, the turnout for the fans was fantastic. So I think for that one in the first year, that was the big um, sort of maybe point that kind of made me lean more towards Hal- Halifax as well. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's. Uh, I, I was there for that first game. It was against uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf, and even I was surprised that the turnout and like, like you know, it, 
it's just a kind of a random yeah. team to play really but it, yeah. it was a lot of I, th- I think they hooked people because it was a lot of fun and it was like they already had chance worked out and all that kind of stuff so i hate like comparing fan bases because it's like a shitty thing to do but you, you like yeah. uh, but you but you know what i mean like uh yeah. A lot of people talk about the fan base here in Halifax and stuff like that, but like you're eventually probably going to have to come back here and play against yeah. that fan base. So, how do you think that's going to happen? Do you think you're going to get a good because Chris not got a good reception when he was here like last yeah. time? So, how do you think you're going to make out when you get back here? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think it'd probably be um, a good reception because <laughs> I feel like I had a good, good connection when, with the fans when I was there, but. I guess it's part and part of uh, part and part of the football. If I come back and get a few booze, it won't be the end of the world. So it, it'll yeah, just I was be just excited to come back. Yeah, it'll just be me in the corner going, "Boo, <laughs> you bastard! Go back to Calgary!" Boo, no, I'm joking. So, 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 like, um, how is the how is the playing style different for you uh, from when you played in Halifax to Calgary? Like, what, like, what was the what are the big differences in the the style of play that Tommy has compared to Stephen? I guess, yeah, for me, I can only compare it to the first year of Halifax. So um, I think coming to, to Calvary, it was very much a big increase in my possession. You know, I've gone from chasing the ball every single game. And, you know, I think it's fair to say for the first year in Halifax, we was always like the underdogs in a lot of games, even though our results didn't. You know, I think we should have done a lot better personally first year for the players we had. But... Yeah, the big difference for me was going to Calvary and then it was like, you know, the expectancy to win every game. You know, you was, I was almost like tripling my touches on the ball from being at Halifax to Calvary. And I think just um, maybe that like English mentality as well, a very aggressive team. And I think that sort of changed in, in my game going there as well. And you do, um, was it kind of a shock to your system though? Like going from like, actually you haven't hit like, use the ball a little bit more and have it like you know what I mean because it's, it's it is a different game yeah. when you're when you're chasing around and you're like you know you get the ball and you need to lay it off and move it fast whereas when you're in the possession game it's a lot slower and it's a big change for you like so how, how did yeah. how, how do you think it's kind of developed you yourself as a player too um yeah I think it's it's definitely helped but like my sort of previous clubs and even like youth at MK Dons I've always been in a team where you know I've had probably the the lion's share of possession in every game so I think yeah, coming to Halifax and maybe getting bypassed a lot and, you know, balls are going over the head. It was a, yeah, probably a different shot. And maybe it's fair to say I didn't fit in that philosophy, sort of my my play style. So I think, yeah, coming to coming to the Cavs, yeah, I felt like I, I fit, uh, fit straight in and, you know, I can add a bit to the team and sort of learn a bit as well. Oh, yeah, you can totally see, like, that you're comfortable in possession and you're able to, like, move the ball around. It's not like it's... Like you're a terrible player and you stick out like a sore thumb. It's like you can tell that you belong in that kind of system. But yeah. it's just um, like when you're playing against Halifax now. Like, do you just do you think they still play that kind of? Is that Steven style? Do you think like just to to kind of um, um, chase like hit teams on the on the break? Is that do you think that's the way that Steven likes no. the game played? To, to be fair, I think watching them this year, I thought they play yeah much better football football than what we did in the first year. So I think. Maybe it was just like the players we had at the time, maybe the results. I think there's a lot of sort of factors that, you know, you have to take into account. You know, we weren't picking up results. So, it, you know, we can't really play, you know, the pretty football to the eye. It was almost like you know, we just have to go and pick up points because it was, you know, we we're rock bottom at one point and it was almost getting like embarrassing. I think we what we lost like six games in a row, and then six draws. So it was, you know, especially for the fans who, you know, pay money to come and watch. It was almost like, you know, you've got to pull a result out. 
and it doesn't matter how you do it. At the end of the season, and I think just to say it again that like people probably don't really hear too much of because like players just move on kind of thing. But like when you were told that yeah. uh, obviously you weren't part of the plans for the next year, like yeah. did you did you already have an idea like of what you were going to do? Like was Calvary always something that was in the, the back of your mind, or did that like suddenly like you're you're let go and then yeah that's when the wheels start turning like what what way does it work for a player um, when you're kind of released when i when i yeah found that out i was you know in my home in england so uh but you know towards the end last few weeks of the season i kind of had a good idea you know where i stood um but my original plan i was kind of looking to go back to europe sort of back to sweden around that area because i had a lot of you know success um, sort of like through my youth and then i was i guess signed my first professional contract out there so I had a few sort of like connections out there where I was looking to go back to, but sort of deep down, I always had that, you know, feeling of, I got still got a point to prove in Halifax, uh, not in, sorry, not in Halifax, but in the league, because maybe I don't think it was like a fair reflection, maybe how things were dealt at the end of the season. So I still feel like I had a, you know, deep down, like, yeah, to come back and be nice, obviously to go to Halifax, you know, pick up a few results. There. So <laughs> deep down that and then... <laughs> You're not allowed to come back to Halifax and score a screamer <laughs> in the top corner. I just yeah. can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, but so like, um, so this season, going back to this season, uh, yeah. you've obviously lost uh, Dominic Sator and, and, and Jay, uh, Jay, Jay Wielden. And I kind of talked yeah. to Tommy a little bit about it, how, you know, you brought in Dan Klump and stuff for that. But obviously it's different for you because you were used to playing in front of the other two, right? Because you were the guy who yeah. sits in front of them. So how, how, is, how has that been different for you, playing in front of a new uh, centre-back pairing? Yeah, to be fair, I think they've come in and I think you know their quality from their performances already sort of speak volumes for the the players they are. And yeah, they they're great sort of you know people off the pitch as well, which makes it a lot easier. And we all kind of live around the same area, so we have a great bond. And yeah, I think you know after a few games, it was very sort of clear to understand on you know how they like to play, where I need to be. So I think the transition was very smooth, and I think it's shown in sort of their performances as well. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like Dan is probably like one of the finds of the season. He's just he was picked from like obscurity, pretty much. Like, I mean, he just seemed like his career. Like, like he even said himself that he thought that his career was just about to like be over. Yeah. And then Tommy kind of rescued him a little bit. But like, uh, like how does he fit into the group? And how do you find him as a player yourself? Yeah, he's fit straight in. I think you know from his background playing in Holland and and obviously. You know the appearance he's made in Holland. There's a you know a massive quality difference coming from that league, you know, down to our league. So I think, yeah, he's he's fitted straight in, and it's clear to show. Like, you know, when he brings the ball out, he's very sort of clear on his decision making and always makes the right decision. So for me, it makes it a lot easier to receive. <laughs> he's nowhere where to be. So, so um, you've got um, uh, this Sunday, I think it is. You're playing another El Clasico, as you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. so what was it like playing? Because obviously Halifax doesn't like they've tried to make this rivalry between us and Pacific the coast to coast thing yeah. and it's it's, it's <laughs> kind of, it kind of feels manufactured it's yeah, yeah it's kind of manufactured whereas I think that like obviously you two guys are like you know there's a hockey rivalry there's there's the same provinces yeah. that. so what was your first game like there playing for Calvary at, uh, at Clark Field yeah I think it was um it was it was kind of bizarre because I think we almost had more fans I would say <laughs> in the stadium <laughs> so we really had a lot of traveling fans so it was yeah it was really really cool to see um for me obviously that was my first like even game where we've you know bossed down to the game instead of flying so 
yeah, it was great to see the turnout. We had you know, loads of uh, fans that come down and it's greatly appreciated by um, sort of us as a team. And yeah, it was a really good, um, good atmosphere. Like, I think, you know, you see online the banter they have on social media between them. So I think, yeah, it's good for what sort of the league needs to build up those, uh, those rivalries. So it's, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that we get like a team in like Moncton or something like that because I yeah. think it's very difficult to like, obviously the Ontario teams, have the same kind of thing. Pacific yeah. isn't too far from you guys, but for us, it's, yeah. you know, I just yeah. think a lot of it's just kind of like just made up just to try and get something going. But um, yeah, so, so I mean, like, uh, like you're, you're playing them again on, on, on Sunday. So like, obviously they've changed like manager and they've kind of changed the way they play. Like, so compared yeah. to like last year, like how has uh, Edmonton kind of changed their game? Um, like uh, yeah. when you're playing against them? Um. I feel like definitely this year they seem a lot more like structured. Um, you know, they they can be a, a hard team to break down at times when they where they um you know get nice and compact and as well they have quite a lot of dangerous pieces. You know, that I think they've shown maybe their results haven't shown it, but you know against us they've sort of a good cross from Fraser Ed and the big man up front. You know, he's dangerous, so it's it's definitely no one you can take you know light in this league and. Even in any game, as I said before, it's you can't take people lightly because if you're off on your day, it's very hard to, um, you know, to have that. It's, hard, I don't, it's a difficult one to say. Like, you can't just take teams for granted in, in this league because even in the first year in Halifax, you know, we pulled off when we was bottom, like some big results where we got draws and draws and we almost become a, that bogey team for a lot of, uh, for, you know, Cavs, they always found it difficult when they come to us at home. We had a good record. So it's, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's the same with Forge. It's like, a, like I don't think Forge would be yeah. in Halifax. It's just one of those no, exactly. things that yeah. happens. It's just whenever, I guess Stephen just has, whatever way he sets the team up against uh, Bobby just kind of works. Yeah. But like, you know, like you're, like you're, you're known, like, a, like, especially like your two years now in Calvary, like, I mean, like your, your passing ability is, is incredible. Like, I mean, like long passes, short passing. So like for young kids, like, what do you do uh, to try and keep sharp and keep on top of that? Because it's one thing just keeping yourself fit. We also need yeah. to make sure you're keeping like that side of your, your game sharp too. So what sort of drills do you do to kind of uh, keep um, on top of uh, your skills? I think a lot of it I would say is probably installed in me probably when I was under 12 onwards. Back in sort of England, a lot of um, sort of quick one-touch passing drills. Probably being able to play off one, two-touch, I would say is the big one because it's almost getting that that mind fork sort of quickness where you, you have that picture in your head when the ball comes in, you almost know where you're going to play next. So I think just any kind of drills where, you know, you're receiving, getting very comfortable receiving on sort of the half turn and looking to play forward. That's probably, I would say like a big one for, for I guess, yeah, youth players growing up is just mastering the sort of the ball receiving and, you know, checking your shoulders and being able to play off one, two touch. And like you can see, like in, like the league itself is developing. Like so, yeah. like I, I, in the, the three years, like you've been like one of the players lucky enough to, I guess, to like be there since like day one. Like, do, are you seeing the players get more difficult that you're coming up against, and um, yeah. is it is it pushing you forward too? Yeah, um, yeah, I think from probably the opening day to now, the quality has definitely improved. Um, if you look at probably like the turnover and new players that have come into the league, you get a lot of players coming from you know, it's kind of the bigger divisions, maybe they're getting a bit older and they've come down. And but I think that brings a lot of, you know, wealth to this league, a lot of experience and maybe it opens doors in terms of like media, maybe players from different countries, their media starts looking into, into these countries where 
you almost need to put Canada on the map in terms of like the CPL still. Um, but no, it's definitely improved. Like there's some great players in this league and it's just, yeah, maybe now it's how do you keep them if the salaries, you know, is, it is what it is right now. It's probably going to be a lot harder to keep players and attract better players to keep improving the quality. Yes, it's true. Like, I mean, you can also see like that, um, the the quality of players is getting a, a lot better and like it, the lure of the States or the lure of Europe is always going to be a big thing. Like, I mean, because, yeah. like, you know, we had here in Halifax, like uh, Sissoko wanting to go and yeah. play down for Indy 11 rather than staying here in, in Halifax. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it is going to be difficult for the league to, to, to hang yeah. on to people like that. But I mean, um, like for yourself, like, I mean, like, like who's been kind of some of the hardest opponents you've kind of come up, come up against, um, not to, not to like nah. inflate some egos here or anything like that, but like who's been some yeah. of the, the toughest guys you've played against? Um, probably in my position, probably Mark and like, I guess, yeah, the number 10 is probably like the boost star. So like the one for Forge, Pablo Sabak, a very sort of tidy player and, yeah, I think it's kind of those shifty little players that can, you know, a bit of half space, they can create a bit of magic. They're probably like the tough players. But then there's some, you know, some big boys in the league that are very, <laughs> you know, defensively, they're like the Didiches. And yeah, it's, it's tough to, you know, to play against them. But yeah, it's, I think, you know, these next few years are going to be big for the league and how they grow. So it's exciting to, to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, like it's uh, like just there's already talk this week of two more expansion teams, and there's also the talk of yeah. um, the t- there's also talk about the teams uh, Saskatchewan as well. So I mean, like it's the league is definitely getting bigger. Um, yeah. Like for yourself, like is is this the league you want to stay in for the time being, or like what's 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 um, what's your because t- I mean, there's nobody in the league yeah. in a five year contract, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. So, I mean, like for yourself, like what, what's, what, where do you think, where's your head up? Yeah, I think my, my goal is, you know, it's probably like most people around my age is, you know, they don't see this as a place where they want to, you know, play for 10 years. And I, I definitely have goals and ambitions to maybe try and get up to the MLS or, you know, go back to Europe. So I think, yeah, that's what my goal is. But a lot of it's just being sort of realistic. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about going to maybe the championship from here. Like it's not realistic <laughs> um, from CPL, in my opinion, just because, you know, those teams out there, they have different windows. You know, they're looking into the, you know, the Bundesliga and Spanish leagues. And, yeah. And it's a so huge think step up too, right? Yeah, it's a massive step. And it's just being, yeah, realistic for me. It's like, yeah, I would like, I would like to, you know, get up to, to MLS level or, you know, go back to Europe at a good level as well. But it's just doing it when the, the time's right as well as, you know, not going there and sort of just getting, becoming a number and sort of drifting away and then ending back in this league like a few of them have done when they've gone away. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, you, you look at like Borges and um, the, the other kid, Estevez from yeah. uh, York, they've it's kind of been a difficult transition because, I mean, like yeah. year one, like the league was still finding its feet and I don't know if it was professional. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've been around professional clubs like all your life pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a different beast like playing for a, a, a club in Europe than what it is for what you're playing in, in, in Canada. But like, I mean, so yeah. for, but for yourself, like to, for you to reach that next level, where do you think you need to improve your own little game, your own game to, um, to get to that? I think probably, yeah, being more like influential in games, like adding assists, adding goals to my games, something that's, you know, I think 
any player in the world, if you add goals and assists, it becomes a very attractive um, you know, factor for other clubs looking in because it's, you can be a different maker. And yeah, I think that's for me is just being more influential, sort of getting, getting on the scoreboard, assists, making those you know, killer passes. And yeah, probably just adding a bit more value to my game. I definitely think you have it in your locker. I mean, you've got the passing ability. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's just experience of like, you know, that, that all that kind of stuff will come. But do you, do you like, are you one of those players that takes extra time after training or whatever to practice your shooting and, and stuff like that? Um, definitely do like other stuff, but I think it's almost very hard in the schedule, you know, <laughs> to, to stay out afterwards <laughs> just because it's, you know, if you, out do a bit of shooting you maybe your legs come in a bit sore the next day i think it's just finding like for example this week now i've had a few days you can you can stay out and work on things but it's almost having to be a bit like firm on yourself and tell yourself like you can't <laughs> do any more extra because you got you know you're traveling the next day so it, yeah it's very hard to do but yeah, i think just deep down like, i know i can do it it's just um yeah probably just being a bit a bit more assertive in games and i have the conversations with my dad after games so Definitely have like a plan to to move forward. So, is your dad is your dad in Canada or is he back home in, in England? Um, uh, funny enough, they're actually moving here in a week. Oh wow! Out to Calgary. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so I think yeah, it's uh, it almost done like full circle from emigrating out to Ottawa, living there, to back to England, now back to Canada. So yeah, yeah. very exciting times for them. Yeah, that's really cool. So your dad can be there with a notepad, like taking notes and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I mean like it's um it's it's great to see you like so 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 happy out there. You can see like I mean you can see you're kind of buzzing like that you're playing games yeah. and you're getting you're part of a, a great team and stuff like that. Um so I did notice that the uh the, the last game against Edmonton, I think uh the uh, Steph LeBay was there, I think, with uh, yeah, uh, and you guys gave her a jersey, and I think her fiance um her partner was there too, and stuff yeah. like that. So did you get to actually see the gold medal? From a distance, yeah. It didn't look very cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I seen it from. It looks, yeah, it looks really. Um, yeah, Olympic gold is such a such great achievement, and I guess it's something that you know no one can ever say that, or very little people can say they've done it, and no one can take it away from you. So it's. Well, if yeah, you're wearing it, to, yeah. if you're wearing it to a football <laughs> game, there's a chance someone's going to take it away from you. Yeah, if it was in in England, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you just imagine somebody at the uh, on the terrace in Millwall with a, yeah. <laughs> a gold medal around. It's not going to last very long. But uh, I mean, like it was, it was such a it was such a great thing to see, and like I, I'm not I'm not here to like rain on any team's parades. I just thought it was a bit of a PR disaster for Edmonton considering that it was at their ground and you guys are giving their like jerseys you know what I mean it just just kind of looked a, a bit strange so I mean like for the rest of the season now like I mean you've got your break okay, like like finish in and, and stuff of that like so how do you guys keep this momentum going are you uh like is it um like like coming for the rest of the season like even for yourself like how are you going to keep yourself motivated and on top of everything yeah. Um, I think here, you know, with the coach and staff and like the leadership group here, it's, you know, that you can't really slack here because they're always on it 24 seven, you know, the intensity in our training sessions, we work very hard in training as well. So it's, there's never a moment where you can switch off because it's, you know, that'll be your place out of the team gone because, you know, we have such depth in the squad. So you have to be on it every training session. And I think that's, um, you know, it's a great mentality to have moving forward and, you know, a schedule where it's so condensed and, you know, in this league, if you pick up a few results you know, in a row, you suddenly move 
you know, up a few places or you lose a few and you're, you're back in the mix again. So it's, um, yeah, I think just as a team together, everyone's staying very on it, making sure, you know, we, we're training hard every day. And, and as well, like when we have day off, everyone, you know, go, goes and does their own thing, has fun, switches off. But as soon as we come back to the training ground, it's, you know, everyone's switched on and back to business. So like, um, I, I've noticed that, that you've been doing a lot of cool stuff there in Calgary, like you're right by the, uh, the mountains yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So like, like uh, how incredible is the life in, in, in Calgary? Like, I mean, I just, uh, I sit here, like Halifax is beautiful too, but it's a kind of a different kind of beautiful. Yeah. It's different when you see like the Rockies and all that kind of stuff. Like, so like uh, how much are you enjoying like life out there? Do you think that it'd be somewhere you'd want to live like once you give up the game and like yeah. live out there for good? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I've been very fortunate to live like in Halifax as well. Fantastic place with like the beaches and sort of the ocean experience on that side. But then coming to, to Calgary, I've, I've never seen mountains like this before. And, you know, you have the Banffs and, uh, you know, all the different lake moraines. So I've definitely sort of made made the most of it going out when I can to visit it. And yeah, for me, I'm very excited. Now my parents are moving here. So I guess, yeah, Calgary's going to be my base now. So, yeah, I'm very sort of excited to be able to call this like my home, I guess, now. And yeah, sort of, I'm sure there's a lot of things I haven't seen yet. So I'm sure when they're here, we'll go exploring and yeah, have a good look around and see some other bits. Nice. And uh, like, how the, like how, how's the fans kind of taken to you? Like, have you, uh, did you, like, obviously, as I said, you were kind of a fan favorite here in Halifax. So uh, yeah. how's the fans in Calgary treating you? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're great as well. Keeping, you know, keeping me feeling very welcome. And yeah, to actually now being able to play in front of them, sort of have that closer relationship. Um, yeah, and I, I love it. You know, playing at Atco is it's a great buzz around the stadium, and even traveling up to Edmonton, it shows you, you know, sort of the great fan base we have here because it is. It's not just a you know an hour down the road; it's a good drive as well, especially on like a you know days where people have work to get back to. So yeah, it's greatly appreciated, and yeah, can't wait to make some memories at the uh, hopefully at the end of the season. Yeah, that's uh, be, be kind of kind of nice for you to win a trophy, but uh, a runners up medal, obviously, to, to Halifax. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so, so a question we ask everybody on the show: uh, You're going to play in a five side tournament, my friend, and from the players you've played with, uh, who makes yeah. your team? Um, I'd probably have to go with uh, the boys who I live with on here. Probably, uh, <laughs> we've kind of spoke about it before and we have uh you know in, in the rondos in the morning we sort of have uh like me dan clom tom field joe dpr and probably go joe mason so yeah it's i would i would take that team any day oh that's amazing that's a that's a pretty solid team yeah. in fairness <laughs> with you man jesus yeah. so um yeah man it, it's been it, it's been like a lot of fun to um to, to hang out and catch up and see how life is going for you in, in Calgary. I, I kind of know that a lot of people were disappointed that you left Halifax. I think that it, I definitely felt you had like uh, more to give us. And I think that yeah. uh, that, for, that season, if we had a capture for a second season, we might've seen a little bit more, but um, I'm really happy you yeah. kept in the league and you're showing exactly what it is you can do, man. And uh, I said, there's a lot of people here in Halifax that will always wish you the best. So, Thanks for hanging out, man. It's been it's been a blast. I uh, hope you enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been yeah, it's been a great chat. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Mm-hmm.